everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited for y'all to be back with Panther City Partners for this episode of the podcast. I'm Liam Finley-Maxwell with Panther City Partners. I'm a professional personal development coach. Um, I work with people going through life's transitions to help them with their resiliency, to help them find the resources that they need. I always say that the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. And I'm so excited to have back this episode Aaron Reed and Tariah Stubblefield. Thank you so much, ladies, for returning. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having us yeah. again. So last time when we talked, we spoke a lot about your transition into undergraduates, mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. But as we discussed, y'all are actually both in graduate school and you're about to graduate from UTA with a master's in social work. So congratulations to both of you. Thank That's a huge you. accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk maybe a little bit about the transition from undergrad to grad school and what that looked like for you do you who wants to start okay Okay. Aaron I'm sorry (laughs) let's go Aaron (laughs) so I feel like the transition from undergrad to grad school was much smoother in some aspects Mm -hmm. um definitely education wise TCU prepared us oh good they had us do a lot (laughs) but they really prepared us and so I was grateful for that Mm -hmm. like even though I was kind of like oh why are we doing all this like I don't want to do this this is so much it's so extra it was good to have the extra because it actually helped. That's really good. I'm mm-hmm. sure that anyone from TCU will be super excited to yes, hear that. Yes, yes. <laughs> All that work. Right. It was a lot of work. And then some of the difficult things was getting used to going from a private institution mm-hmm. to a public institution mm-hmm. in which um, it's not uh, like a TCU. It would be like, oh, do you need something? Here you go. Right. And then at UTA, it's kind of like, oh, do you need something? You need to go over there or like move this way. <laughs> so maybe the customer service is a little bit different, maybe yeah. because they um, have so many more students. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. not bashing no, or no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah, it I know. was yeah. like, it, it's, just, it's different. just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like when you're going into different rooms and like, you know, there's a front desk or mm-hmm. like in UTA, you have to take a number to go talk to somebody else. And then it was just like, oh, OK, okay. it was just something like a new experience. And so just getting mm-hmm. used to that right. new experience and navigating a different institution, yes, a new campus and everything, yeah. trying to find campuses, trying to find right. different rooms and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. OK, that, yeah. that is an interesting thing that I wouldn't have thought about. Just like navigating mm-hmm. the, yeah. the location is even different. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about you, Tariah? What would you say is yeah. this something that you noticed mm-hmm. about the transition? That what Aaron said really just made me think too, because at TCU we were like our little friend group. We were really close to mm-hmm. the receptionist in the <laughs> social work building. Like we yeah. went to see her when she retired and everything Aww. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But then at UTA, you're like, um, so what do I have to do? They're like, oh, you have to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of. yeah. Like you could ask for some help, but mm-hmm. at TCU it was really like laid out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you're gonna do. This is what mm-hmm. the deadline is. This mm-hmm. is how you're gonna graduate. This is mm-hmm. what you have to do to graduate. And at UTA it's like, oh, you know, you just have to finish this stuff and you see do you it. later when you do yeah, it. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. do it when you do mm-hmm. it. Get these core classes mm-hmm. and then you're good. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out that stuff by ourselves, I think, oh, was challenging. Yeah, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. It was also good just to get a different experience. Like she said, mm-hmm. TCU like over prepared us for oh, well, that's the good. master's yeah, yeah, yeah. program. So when like in some of my classes, I'm like, oh, this stuff like it's not, not that bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Good. It kind of gave us this head start for that independence that we were going to have. Yeah. Like more independence when right. in mm-hmm. grad school. Right. Yeah. 
it's kind of like that um, in education is like scaffolding. So you show students how to do it and then they and you do it with them. They You show them how to do it. They, mm-hmm. You do it with them and then they do it for themselves. It kind yeah. of sounds like that's what this was. It's like high school was your teacher showing you how to do things mm-hmm. and college TCU was like them doing it with you. Mm-hmm. And then now you're at, T- at UTA and it's like, okay, you yeah. know how to do it. Exactly. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're supposed to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's been a good experience mm-hmm. in which not having any troubles of like falling through the cracks or something and missing something because mm-hmm. of TCU preparing us. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some other classmates like, oh, I didn't know we had to. Like someone today, I didn't know we had to take the jurisprudence exam. And I'm like, oh, I already took that. We yeah. had to take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. So then y'all both are getting your master's in social work. And we I know you mentioned this when we were talking, chatting before about the stigma of social work. So yeah. talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about that and how you have overcome that or how you've had to maybe educate people about the opportunities that there are in the field of social work. Yeah. So definitely when I uh, changed my major in mm-hmm. undergrad to social work, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people when I tell them, oh, I'm mastering in social. I mean, getting my undergrad in social work, they're like, oh, what are you going to do with that? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm learning still about right? what I'm doing and everything. Yeah, but I mean, out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to persevere gonna and I'm going to find something mm-hmm. like it's not I'm just going to be stagnant. And then it was, oh, well, you better marry rich. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, OK, you know, I can still build my <clears throat> build my own way of what I do mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I want to open up my own practice that okay. makes maybe makes more money than some of the other yeah. things that so it's just like right. how do you roll with it what, mm-hmm. what do you do with it mm-hmm. so yeah so you've been having to educate people a lot about what you can actually do yes with exactly that it's mm-hmm. not just CPS or right. taking or kids. foster care <laughs> right. yeah or taking kids right. like no we yeah. want to maintain the family we want right. to help these families and teach them things that they might not know about parenting or emotions and mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really it's more of a mental health profession. It's not just a, like a legal profession of like exactly. figuring out if kids should be with these mm-hmm. families, where, right. should, where should we put them? Which I think is what a lot of people assume that, like you just said, that it's a CPS job and you're just yeah. taking yeah. kids away from their families. Right. But what you're talking about is really trying to maintain that, keeping that family intact mm-hmm. and yeah. giving, providing them with strategies and tools and resources mm-hmm. so that they can create a better situation for the whole family and they can stay together. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think Erin's speaking a lot on her. For social work, you can have the legal part and mm-hmm. she's doing ch- children's and families concentration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she'll focus a lot more on that. That's what she's learning. Right. And then I'm doing mental health and substance abuse. So okay. I really see a lot of that mm-hmm. side in social work. And I know when I switched, I got the same thing. Like, oh, you're going to be a social worker? Like, what are you going to do? CPS? And like, no, CPS is not the only job that social right, workers right. do. So I had to educate others as well. But then also I'd educate myself because, mm-hmm. like I said before, I wanted to be a vet. Right. So when I went into social work, I didn't have a list of all the things exactly. a social worker can do because right. I knew what a veterinarian was supposed right. to do. Yeah. So, You've been doing that since second grade. <laughs> since second grade, like I said. So I was like, oh, I didn't like I found out how involved social workers are in the criminal justice system mm-hmm. or like. Uh, the police stations helping mm-hmm. people there or mm-hmm. 
even that they have social workers at some veterinary clinics to help the clients when yeah. they have to put an animal down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I, someone was Great interning. Support. Yeah, someone that. was interning there this semester. And I'm like, well, how are you interning at a vet clinic? And, mm-hmm. and then he told me how. And I was like, I would have never thought about that. that me yeah. either. That is so cool to yeah, think about that. Yeah, and a lot that. of people don't know. Like mm-hmm. Social workers are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just have different names. Yeah, like different at our titles. internship, yeah. we're, I'm not a social worker. I'm a therapist. Okay, But mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. has their master's, their LMSW or you're a counselor but mm-hmm. you have your social work degree they right. just have a different name but you're still mm-hmm. a social worker too that is an interesting way to think about it is that that title social worker is not mm-hmm. necessarily what your your title your job title is yeah, yeah but you, those skills that you gain as a social worker through college and graduate school are going to help you with whatever your title is exactly mm-hmm. yeah that's why i say i feel like everyone should take like at least two or three social work classes. Yes. Hipsy for sure. Hipsy was my favorite. Yeah. Well, say it what it is. Human behavior in a so, social yeah, environment. Yeah. Human behavior in a social mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, one God, and two. Well, class. one was okay. really the best. Yeah. yeah. That was great because I always felt like social work wasn't really too challenging for me because mm-hmm. I feel like I was being taught what I already knew. Right. I was basically just putting a name to something. To something. So like yeah. I was always the like the counselor in my family right. or my friend group. The I go-to. always, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're upset. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Or, yeah. You're or feeling, like the mom of the group. That's yeah, I really am. Yeah. Or if we're arguing at home or something, I'm like, you know what? I think we need an intervention. And they're like, oh, here Tariah comes. Want to talk about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so then when I was in social work, I'm like, this is what I try to do all the time. Yeah. Or yeah. learning about developments. Like mm-hmm. I, basically lived in a daycare and mm-hmm. I saw children at different ages and I'm like the stages yeah cliches development or yeah. Eric's exactly or, yeah, yeah or Erickson mm-hmm. or something and I'm mm-hmm. like I knew this I just didn't really you know have the vocabulary it. for yeah. it yeah. exactly you knew what you were you knew or what the you were skills doing like right. active listening and things like that yeah. like I love or motivational listening. interview and everything trying yeah. to do that right exactly. mm-hmm. right or interventions like the way that you would interact with one like a friend, mm-hmm. the way I talk to Aaron, I want to talk to my other friend because right. they, like, you can't, what is it? You can't do it as a cookie cutter technique with right. everyone. Exactly. Right. And a lot of people, they just think you're working on taking kids. Really, everyone mm-hmm. thinks that's about something. Yeah, that's, that's not that's what unfortunate. it is. <laughs> but you really learn about yourself and, yes. like, your... Your biases. Yeah, your, your background, values. how you were raised. and yeah. your Oh, yeah. Comparing Looking at your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really educational because mm-hmm. now I'm just like, mm-hmm, everything I'm learning, I can <gasps> connect it to something in my life or a family or a friend or just something. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that was my learning experience. Yeah. Now I just got the name to it. Right, yeah. right. That's so cool because as an academic coach that I've done that for a while, that that's what I'm always trying to tell students is if you can figure out a way to make this material have a connection to your own life, Mm -hmm. then you're going to understand it way better. Because just like you said, now you're just giving names and vocabulary to the experiences that you've already had Mm -hmm. instead of having to learn all these new vocabulary and create all these new new experiences around that vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So that's cool that y'all were able to see that connection so early on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like how teachers say you don't really want to just memorize the material Mm -hmm. you want to be able to explain it Mm -hmm. so I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm really able to do that like in my internship now Mm -hmm. I'm at a Springwood Behavioral Health Hospital Mm -hmm. and then I work at a group home for Mm -hmm. kids with behavioral health issues so and then I'm taking mental health classes so everything I learned in class I see at the internship and then I can take it back to my job and then just see it full circle like oh okay I didn't really understand what my teacher was saying in class but now Mm -hmm. I see this person who has this disorder or they're showing these symptoms and I'm like 
And this is how I help them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can really see like, oh, we just learned about an intervention that we should use. I'm going to try it with this patient. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can literally use what I learned the day before the next day. That is really cool. So Mm -hmm. you're saying that you have an internship where you can do that with. So that's a a school, the school requirement for an internship. Mm -hmm. But then also you have a job in the related field. And so you're able to use it in all those different places. Exactly. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I know that at your summer job, you need to use those active listening skills. Exactly. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, definitely. Working as a, yes, being present, (laughs) being empathetic, understanding that they're going through a a stressful Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. and transitioning into college from high school and knowing that their schedule, oh my gosh, like I don't want, yeah, so. Yeah, that's very cool. So as you think about what you're wanting to do, I know you talked about that you're wanting to be a licensed professional counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the next steps after you graduate from grad school? Because you can't just walk into that and you just don't like hang up a shingle and say, I'm a professional counselor. That's not Mm -hmm. how it works. So what does that look like next for you and how are you navigating that transition? Yeah. So the next steps would definitely be um, getting my license, my master's license first. Mm -hmm. So after graduation, taking that test and then doing the certain requirements to get my LCSW, which is Mm -hmm. licensed clinical social worker Mm -hmm. in order. uh, So doing those like a certain amount of hours that mm-hmm. you have to do a certain amount of <clears throat> supervision that you have to do right. mm-hmm. and just uh continuing doing that and yeah. getting more experience and mm-hmm. then taking that licensure test and then mm-hmm. yes. and then it's a whole bunch more after right. that <laughs> so i know last time we talked about you didn't want to be go you didn't you chose that veterinary school was not yes. the right path because that was going to be so much more school right but this is more school but it sounds like you can see very clearly how it has a direct impact on mm-hmm. what you want to be doing mm-hmm. and so it maybe doesn't feel quite as daunting or overwhelming as that long list of years and classes mm-hmm. for veterinarian yeah. school felt yeah because the really cool thing is that at tcu you get to um if you get your mat your so bachelor's in social work Mm -hmm. then when you go for your master's Mm -hmm. as long as it's accredited school you only have to do a year oh yeah so it's only a year or a year in the summer so most masters are like two years or two or three Mm -hmm. but this is only a year in a summer and then you get to get your license and then with the clinical uh license you don't go to school Mm -hmm. you just do your supervision Mm -hmm. yeah you Mm -hmm. work and do supervision Mm -hmm. and so you're just going to be right out there in the field pretty exactly, soon. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a lot of experience because like you said, you, uh, Taraya, have an internship, but you also, your current work experience is yeah. also still experience mm-hmm. in that field. Yeah. Yeah. And even our, with the Aspire program too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working, Working after with school kids. program with the kids mm-hmm. and like probably like, were they like low economic status mm-hmm. community as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. we were able to use our social work skills there. Yeah. In, yeah. Provide Like resources. a classroom setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good too. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that you're getting all these experiences from lots of different places, from public or private high schools. And then Mm -hmm. and then your um, college experience was a private school. And that Mm -hmm. was a completely different experience from your graduate school, which is a public school experience, which they all have good and bad in both of them. But the main thing that you're getting is just experience with the different types of institutions Mm -hmm. and different types of people with your internships and your Mm -hmm. jobs. How do you think that that is going to help you ultimately with with, what? the path that you choose uh, for social work. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to help a lot. And um, in my undergrad, I actually worked in hospice, Ooh, which was wow. different yes. from what I yeah. <laughs> I that. Yeah, it, it happens sporadically. But <laughs> I went from a middle school and then I transitioned and actually mm-hmm. went to hospice. And so with working with that, it's totally different from yeah. what I wanted to do from children to right. end of life. Mm-hmm. And so um, even going through that, I thought I was going to be, I was going to hate it. I thought yeah. I was scared and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, death. And mm-hmm. then after going through that, I was like, 
wow, I can actually take this and apply it to this. Like everybody has to go through grief right. so mm-hmm. at some point and, yeah. and knowing how to handle it and knowing how to help somebody mm-hmm. through it. It was great. And so definitely those different internships and everything really help mm-hmm. with then transitioning. Mm-hmm. And something yeah. that you thought you wouldn't like at all, you exactly. wound up actually mm-hmm. liking it. it, but then also seeing what you can learn from that yeah. situation. And how I can use it to help mm-hmm. children and families yeah. and because everybody has that, that Everyone life cycle. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, she mm-hmm. did well. We were all like, oh my gosh, hospice. Mm-hmm. And then Erin was doing it. We were like, mm-hmm. I'm the sensitive it. one of the group. Yeah, she, so. handled, <laughs> she handled it well. We were just like, mm-hmm. oh, how's it going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is making me think, I think I talked about this a little bit last time of like, people think <laughs> that college means just this one thing mm-hmm. but and that graduate school just means this one thing that mm-hmm. you're sitting in a class and you're learning and you're reading and you're discussing. But really y'all have got much more hands-on experiences oh, yeah. So it's not just that you're sitting in a classroom learning all of this abstract material. Like you said, Tara, you're actually able to apply what you're learning in class the very next day in your internship or your job. Mm -hmm. And how awesome is that, that you can apply those things immediately? It's not like, you know, I saw this T-shirt the other day that said, um, still haven't used algebra a single time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, in high school, your parents, your teachers are like, you're going to use this every day. Right. Like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm sure people use algebra every day. I just yeah. know that. You just I have to think about it a right. different way. Right. Yeah. You probably yeah. won't use do... numbers, but right. like you're using like right. scenarios or right. something. Mm-hmm. But y'all, it's really obvious that you are using your skills mm-hmm. every yeah. single day. Every single day. Yeah. And it's really, I know at my job, uh, my master's program and then the internship is really helping me build more professional relationships mm-hmm. and just build yes. up my professional resume as well Mm -hmm, mm because I remember speaking to my supervisors a couple weeks ago and they were like I was telling them how I was ready for a different change Mm -hmm. and where I was at and they were like yeah we can see that you view this job through like a clinical mindset like you come in here and you give these suggestions and you're making like how you're interacting with the kids and everything is Mm -hmm. like a clinical mindset like we Mm -hmm. can tell you're using what you learn in school Mm -hmm. which is really good because like you said, some majors, you learn everything and then you have to go apply it. Right. Mm-hmm. But now we're able to really like do it while we're like there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes classes more interesting because you're mm-hmm. learning like, yeah. oh, yeah, let me pay attention to this topic because I have like a client have, yes, at the internship exactly. who has this disorder or their family are going through a divorce uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. And I need to know what to help to say to them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really Yeah. Good. That's Definitely. very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I've talked about before is that I work with people that are going and navigating through these transitions, different types of transitions. What do you think from all of your experiences here, what do you think that you have learned the most about yourself in these transitions that you have gone through from high school to college to graduate school to now thinking about what's after graduate school? What have you learned about yourself? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. I think for myself, I've learned that I strive to be independent at mm-hmm. one point. You know, sometimes people want to, I mean, it's great to go back home after college sure. and, and stay and save money. Sure. But yes. I know I went and I was like, I want my own apartment. I still have, you know, I'm still dependent on my mom sure. with helping mm-hmm. with financial mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. I was like, I want my own apartment. I want to mm-hmm. get out of the house. I want to start doing stuff on my own so that I don't stick stay there and want to just be cuddled up with my mom all day right. or something like that. Like I want to make sure that's I a get safe out place and it could be really easy to just go back mm-hmm. there and you would be safe and it would be comfortable and you wouldn't exactly. have to put yourself out there anymore. Right. So mm-hmm. knowing that yeah. I, I wanted that for myself mm-hmm. and, and learning that about myself 
Yeah. And if you hadn't had all those experiences that you had from all your schooling and all your jobs and internships, mm-hmm. you may not have known your, that about yourself and you could have just gone home and then been really frustrated, but not understand why you're so frustrated mm-hmm. at home exactly. when it should be safe and it should be comfortable and not really realize that that was the reason that you needed to go out on your own and figure this stuff out, mm-hmm. knowing that there's still a safety net there. Yeah. 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 What about you, mm-hmm. Taraya? What do you feel like you've learned about yourself and all these transitions that you've gone through? I feel like I've learned, I'm still learning myself, but I'm figuring out like I am, it's okay to be different than like who I thought I was. Because going from like the public, real diverse Mm -hmm. high school, Mm -hmm. and then to the private school, which was different, and Mm -hmm. then back to a public school, Mm -hmm. and like taking everything I learned back home or to my friendships or old friendships, I'm really seeing that like I am different Mm -hmm. than where I thought I would be and it's kind of because of my experiences which Mm -hmm. I'm real grateful uh, about Mm -hmm. going to like a PWI has shaped me into a different person than like my siblings, for example, one of my brothers goes to HBCU. Okay, and yeah. he's here this so summer. So explain what those letters mean, because some of the people in our audience yeah, historically know. black college right. university. Mm-hmm. So he goes there, and we were talking like last week. Like, I wonder how would you, how like how would I have been if I would have went to that yeah. school, or would he have had the similar the same experiences I had mm-hmm. if he would have went to mm-hmm. a predominantly white institution? Yeah. So I think that these experiences I didn't really pick. Mm-hmm. Like I just went. You just to went the school, to that track meeting yeah. and were like, this looks pretty. Yeah, and I went to the school because I was like, well, they're paying for it, yeah. so I'm going to go here. But then it really shaped me like, it's okay to be different. Like, mm-hmm. especially the social work classes, it had it made me look inward, like, what I valued or how I was taught. And it's okay to, like, kind of branch out from the community that I was in yeah. before and make these new connections mm-hmm. and, like, do different things, right. like, go to Billy Bob's or yeah. <laughs> join gymnastics or something or just yeah. do things that probably I wouldn't have done if I was still in that same right. setting. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, all these experiences was like for a reason. So right. I'm really learning that I'm just changing mm-hmm. every day, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I'm really different than high school, Taraya. You probably mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's an okay place to be. Because, I mean, we are all constant, constantly developing and changing. And, and it's awesome that you were able to take these new experiences. And even if they were uncomfortable or scary mm-hmm. or overwhelming, find the good in them and take those good things for you. Yes. Leave the bad stuff behind, but take those good things mm-hmm. and make them a part of you. And then that does change your perspective. And that yeah. does change who you are a little bit. I'm wondering how, um, how your family is dealing mm-hmm. with that because I mean that can be a hard thing when you go off to college and you get I, for me personally I know it was difficult yeah. I went off to college and I went to grad school and I got these new perspectives and these new experiences mm-hmm. and while I love my family and they're super supportive still to this day mm-hmm. yeah. there's been some friction sometimes because they think well that's different than the way that we thought she was going to be or that mm-hmm. that's different than what we expected mm-hmm. what are y'all have what thoughts do y'all have on that idea mm-hmm. do you want to go first yeah I know <sighs> I can say like when I said growing up before, mm-hmm. like I was always the one wanting to help in the family. Right, right. So like my family knew I was going to probably be like a counselor route or psychologist yeah. or something. But when I got into social work and I was really taking what I learned mm-hmm. and then like talking about it with my family, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the reason why my cousin or so is going through this is because their parenting style is yeah. like and mm-hmm. they're like, OK, Taraya, 
but really um <laughs> i feel like it just is good i feel like i like this experience because i'm able to teach my family like it's okay mm. to go get help oh, really yeah. and yeah in the minority community a lot of people they don't want to go seek out help because right? it's like showing that you're weak, you're weak mm-hmm. or you have a problem because mm-hmm. you're going to go get help mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you feel like if you admit to this, you're kind of falling into that stereotype right. that the world already wants you to fall into, right. like yeah. that you have to go seek help anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm able to teach my family and then my friends and community like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you, like there are great social social workers right. who mm-hmm. are, they really exactly. just want to go to school to help you. Right, right. And it's okay to seek help. Like no one is going to judge or anything. Right. So I feel like that was why I was like, went to the PWI and everything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I needed to be the person in my family to like show that it's okay yeah. to go out there and try something new and then get help when you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome that you were able to take that back to your family because that can be in your community that that yeah. can be kind of scary to be like the first person that does that kind of thing, mm-hmm. not knowing what they're going to expect or how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. But that you're, you're taking this of like, no, this is important to me and we yeah. can do this. Because if yeah. I go home and I see something, I'm like, you really should talk to a counselor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I can be your social worker because that's a conflict. Right. right. That's exactly. A conflict yeah. Exactly. And can... you can't go to my friend because that's a relationship. Right. Right. Exactly. right. But really teaching them like, well, that those resources like are even available. Skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to go out and mm-hmm. reach for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the coping skills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely for me, um, my mom was an engineer. Oh, okay. So, so that's she, completely different. Track. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's math and science. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like different for me when I was coming home talking about feelings and, <laughs> and mental health. And she's like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, active listening. And she's like, math? Like science? No. Okay. So yeah, it was different in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And then now even um, getting kind of the Kind of like how Tariah was talking about having the, oh, well, you know how to fix this. What should I do? Or, oh, what should we tell family blah, blah, blah to do? And like, what should we do this? And And it's like, I I can help, but I don't Mm want to feel like I'm the one like, you know, like you're putting all the problems onto me. Right. Right. When I'm going to. I've got this new skill, but that doesn't mean I'm the only person. And I haven't gone to the workforce yet. And I'm going to have everybody else's, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I need to be able to separate that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That does make me think about this, that the social work field can be um, really emotionally. There's a lot of emotional work involved in that as the social worker. And you really have to figure out how to be there for your clients, be there for your patients, but not take on all that emotion and all that stress Mm -hmm. and all that whatever they're dealing with. So what do you think are some of the ways that you have protected yourself or created those boundaries or that you're still learning how to do Mm -hmm. that? Yeah, that is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely being able to um, have like our, our friendship mm-hmm. and having that outlet where you can talk to somebody about mm-hmm. what's going on. That really understands. Yeah. And then we'll know. Yeah. And being yeah. able to talk that through and mm-hmm. then as well taking self-care days where you do go yeah. to the spa or you go swimming or, or you take go, a nap. Yes. Take a nap. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah. a pet, having a dog or a cat. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Creating that. those self-care places or mm-hmm. things that you can do. Yeah. But then depending on each other that, that, that does seem like it 
we've talked about this before, especially at the beginning of TCU is the feeling isolated. Mm -hmm. And it could be really easy in the social work field if you're not talking to other social workers or other friends to feel Mm -hmm. isolated again. But knowing that, hey, this is a really good coping mechanism for me Mm -hmm. to chat with somebody and then I don't feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah. Or to know the person as well, because we can Mm -hmm. like if we're texting or talking I'm like, oh, you know, are you okay? Because, like, you're not really, like, you <laughs> haven't talked about so-and-so, like, how you used to right. before. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to have a girl's day. It seems yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're kind of stressed or something. So we need to go out, have fun, and, like, detox. So I know we're really well at doing that because yeah. sometimes I'll talk and she'll be like, oh, how how is you in your relationship? I haven't yeah. heard you talk about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> or if I'm, going, if I'm having problems at home or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was trying to ignore it. But like, we can tell mm-hmm. kind of when. You're so close that you can yeah, see. You're like, yeah, you definitely. need self-care. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. 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 We yeah. can help like each other. A good way to deal with, it's kind of like burned out as well. Mm-hmm. Burnout, you get that quick in social work. Yeah. I think you really have to have something else, like you said, a friendship, mm-hmm. but you have to have something outside of the job. Because yes. I feel like at my job, people get too connected into yeah. it. So then when you go home, it's just that you're job. still on the job. Mm-hmm. So like when I go home, I'm, I have my sister or mm-hmm. I can go talk to my boyfriend mm-hmm. or go to Aaron's house or mm-hmm. do something with my family. Like I can turn leave it off the job and leave the job exactly. yeah that, so like, that's, that's really important way. to be able to do that yeah. i know i always think sometimes it sounds wonderful to work at trader joe's because at the end of the day you just leave yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and exactly. all the work is still there and it'll I be know. there tomorrow yeah but in helping professions it can be really hard to leave it all behind yeah. so it's awesome yeah. that you're already thinking about that and already creating these spaces and these mm-hmm. people that you can say okay when i'm with this person i'm not talking about that mm-hmm. because i need to have something separate i don't I need to be devoted to my job, but I don't need to be so enmeshed in my job that I can't right. separate myself from right. my yeah. job. Or Boundaries. know who you can talk to. Like, I, yes. social oh, work, yes. we got it. We can right. Right. ramble all day to each other about what's going on. And mm-hmm. if you need to talk about something else, like you just even within you have the friend group. No, yeah, you have it. those outlets, like right. the people mm-hmm. who are going to give you the funny advice or like the serious yeah, advice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Knowing who to go to. But yeah, it definitely takes a special person to be a social worker. Yes. And I really think does. that's what gets overlooked. It's like, oh, you're not really doing surgery or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but right. there's a lot of things that we have to listen to and like, mm-hmm. and have to, and people are looking to us to have all the answers. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to be transparent and be like, you know, we don't have all of the answers, mm-hmm. but we're going to help you the best that we can. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And get you through it. Yeah. yeah. It really is a, here's my problem fix it yeah. type mm-hmm. field and mm-hmm. you're like taking in everyone's traumatic experiences right. or yeah like we have a friend who works in domestic violence oh, uh, yeah. shelter mm-hmm. and we're like i don't know That's how you're taking in that trauma mm-hmm. so it is it really is hard like mm-hmm. i say social work is a superpower it really is yes, yes. Mm-hmm. well y'all are superheroes <laughs> yes, thank you <laughs> thank you so much for spending more time with us y'all i feel like we've learned a lot about not just the coping mechanisms but like using your partners and using those finding those people in your lives that mm-hmm. can really help you but that you can depend on through all of these different transitions so it sounds like partnership has really been a big theme in y'all's relationship but on also all of navigating all of these transitions mm-hmm. and then using those skills that you've learned and applying them not just to your jobs but also being able to apply them to your own lives and your own families yeah. has been a really cool thing that y'all been able to do mm-hmm. yeah, so 
Yeah, thank you. Congratulations on graduating. We're almost there. I know. I know. I'm so excited for y'all. I wish you all the best in all of your next endeavors. And I have a feeling we'll be seeing you back here on the podcast sometime in the near future. Thank you. So thank you again to my guests, um, Tariah and Aaron. Thank you all for listening to all of us talk about our stories, our stories from lots of different people in different professions and different places in their lives. Um, Remember that you can reach out to me on Instagram at Panther City partners you can send me a message there you can type something in the comments for more tips on life's transitions but also to know more about the podcast remember the only constant is change but you don't have to go it alone thanks 